Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday to you Bills fans. Happy Tuesday to you football fans. You may think that's Akeem next to me. It is not. We'll get to that in a second. Conflict of interest brought to you on the Built in Buffalo Network, of course. Today, we are going over picks 21 through 32, including the Buffalo Bills pick at 25. Peter DiBiase, first time meeting you, first time having you on. How's your day going today, buddy? I'm doing good, Dan. I'm doing good. I appreciate you having me on. And I am not Akeem. Like you said, maybe his twin brother, but uh, we can disagree, agree to disagree on that. But no, I appreciate you having me on. I'm excited to see what you got for the end of the draft. And I'm ex excited to see what you got for the Buffalo Bills. Semantics, okay? Akeem's twin brother, maybe, maybe not. You know, conflict of interest is all about disagreeing. If you guys are mm -hmm. unaware, the conflict of interest covers the entire NFL, not just your Buffalo Bills. All 32 teams are represented. Aaron Walton in the chat, what's good? Go Bills. We appreciate you. Thank you for coming out today. Uh, we're going to start with Bills news but before we get into the draft talk because something happened today that wasn't surprising but we do have to talk about it anyway peter and that was ed oliver's fifth year option being picked up by the buffalo bills i believe they had uh five days to a week left to decide on ed oliver's fifth year option mitch with the go bills baby shout out to you buddy thank you for coming out uh ed oliver's fifth year option what, what were your first thoughts on this peter it had to be done so I think you had to obviously bring back an Ed Oliver or not bring back or extend him for another year. And that's the beauty of taking a guy in the first round. And especially if you hit on a guy in the first round, you get that extra year of flexibility that obviously the bills got to use that Oliver. A lot of teams like it with quarterbacks. That's why we see a lot of guys reach for a lot of teams reach for quarterbacks, but I think you had to do with Ed Oliver. He was, our, he's a number one D tackle. You lost Harrison Phillips. And I believe that this puts Ed Oliver in line to get a contract extension. I wouldn't say it would happen in the next two months, but in the next six to 10, I wouldn't be surprised if Ed Oliver, maybe after the season, gets a, gets a contract extension because I think he's a, a good piece that the Bills like. Um, and obviously they vested a, a high first round pick on him. He's your number one D tackle. You lost Harrison Phillips. Obviously, obviously you had Tim Seto, Daquan Jones, obviously Jordan Phillips, but you kind of needed to bring back or extend Ed Oliver for uh, his fifth year option. So I think it was a good move and the right move. And I think most Bills fans or just me saw, saw it coming. Yeah, I, I think a lot of people definitely saw it coming. A Rich coming in, definitely twins, Peter. I think I'm going to have you both on and have to compare, you know, <laughs> and, and see how it looks. But um, a, a lot of – I wonder if if we could have seen this, you know, two years ago because Ed Oliver's breakout year was really last season. It was when he was really coming into his own and, and becoming a problem on defense. Fifth-year option picked up, if you guys are unaware of the numbers – it's $10.75 next year for Ed Oliver, which it's a fine price. You know, the cap doesn't exist, especially when you're Brandon being the GM of the Buffalo Bills. So exciting news to start the day. Uh, glad it's over with. We're not waiting until the last minute. I believe the New York Giants are still waiting on uh, Daniel Jones's fifth-year option, which has not yet been picked up. So there are players still awaiting to see what happens. I believe there's five players that were picked up on the fifth-year option, one of them being Noah Fant, one of them being Ed Oliver, uh, a couple more. But I want to flip over to the NFC side of things, Peter, and Debo Samuel. Now, we talked about Debo Samuel last week on the show, me and A. Rich, because it was said that he was unhappy with – 
the money, right? Because him, Terry McLaurin, and A.J. Brown all saw the deals being given out to the other wide receivers in the NFL and were like, we want a piece of that cheddar. Please pay us. And they they did not go to the voluntary workouts, which it's a thing, guys. Who cares? Voluntary workouts are voluntary. We we expect certain players to be there, but if you're not there and there's there's a good reason for it, who cares, right? So Debo, yeah. Debo Samuel officially requesting a trade. Peter, your immediate thoughts when you heard this news? I wouldn't say it was shocking, but I wouldn't say it was. It's it's something that we've seen a trend. Um, especially receivers or especially guys that want to get paid. And we're in the era or, and you kind of see this more in the NBA, but we're in the era where players can kind of dictate not all the time in the NFL, but where they want to go or if they want out. And this is the interesting thing for the 49ers. They took Debo Samuel in the second round. Obviously you don't have that fifth year option. Like I just mentioned with that offer, which is what you get when you take a guy in the first round. And I think John Lynch, was it today or was it yesterday said they have no plans on moving him. Obviously, that could be complete smoke, and Mm -hmm. you have to take that with everything with a grain of salt because the GM's not going to come out and say exactly what the heck he's going to do because that's just not how they do it. But would you move Debo Samuel? I wouldn't. Would you pay Debo Samuel? I would. And is it the thing? Maybe Debo Samuel saw what Trey Lance is, and he sees the 49ers going in that direction of – Trey Lance being that future quarterback and Jimmy G not, and he maybe doesn't want to be part of, or maybe doesn't want to attach his legacy to Trey Lance. And that that's just speculation, and that's just something that you could think of. And I think we're going to see this a lot. We have the Terry McLaurin, we have the A.J. Brown, but obviously Debo Samuel has another year on his contract, but he wants to get paid. And he kind of flip-flopped back and forth. Does he want to be just a receiver or a wide out, whatever, or wide back, that's what he called it. Mm-hmm. And then you saw the Le'Veon Bell comments about it, and he kind of switched up and just wanted to be a receiver because obviously running backs don't get paid as much and receivers get more money. Is this good for the NFL? Probably not, but I like, I like players trying to like get their money, but it just causes it's a lot of movement we've seen. And I, I do want to hear your thoughts on the Debo Samuel situation. Yeah, it, it definitely causes some problems because at first, you know, he just wants as many touches as, he's, as he can get. He just wants the ball in his hands. So that's what they do for you. They move you around the field and they give you an opportunity The opportunity ends up working out last season. He becomes more of a weapon. I believe that was his third season last year. In in that season, he becomes more of a weapon than he was in the previous two. Um, I I just want to mention this, Peter. I'm not sure if if you've seen, but the asking price came out for what the 49ers would want for Debo Samuel. The asking price said that they want at least two first-round picks for Debo Samuel. And the reason being that uh, Trey Lance, I believe they traded up for Trey Lance and lost some of their future picks. So did, that's yeah. what they're, that's what they're looking to, to gain back. Yeah. So Debo Samuel wants a trade. I don't know if it's going to happen. If it is going to happen, it's probably going to happen on draft night. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think they're, they're not going to want to obviously get into the next year because this is his last year in his contract. So there's no, like we can't trade him next year at the draft because we don't, have him like that's just not mm-hmm. how it works so it's going to be he's either getting traded now or obviously after the draft but it's gonna be for future picks but they want picks now and the thing about dbo samuel this was his one i would say elite year like if you look at his three years his first year as a rookie he only played 15 games at 802 receiving yards his second year dan he played seven games he was yeah. injured half of that year and only had 391 receiving yards and obviously this year he had 1400 receiving yards 
and had 365 rushing yards. So I get why the 49ers are hesitant to pay him because mm-hmm. look, he had a, a good rookie injury year. history is is a problem, you know, injury in history, a good rookie year, a great third year, and a not a good second year with an injury problem. That's kind of scary. And he wants around 20 to 25 million dollars per year. Maybe that's also why he might not be moved because why would a team want to do two things? Give up a ton of draft capital and then give up a ton of their cap space on one receiver. And I think Debo Samuel is great. This is not like a knock on Debo Samuel, but you have to build your team in the right way. And I think if you're like the Jets, for example, that's been because they want a receiver. Why would you give up with the 10th pick, a future first, second, whatever. I'm just throwing things out there. But a lot of draft capital and we're not ready to win get a guy and then pay him $25 million and just eat your cap. I, I, I just don't see that. And maybe that's where the 49ers are trying to find hard. Maybe it's tr- hard for them to try to trade him right now, or they're going to have to kind of lower that asking price or Demio Samuel is not going to get the contract he wants. It's, it's a very, very thin line for both teams. And look, I, there's always things like, could the bills be interested? Obviously they're not. This just, obviously we love Debo Samuel, but doesn't fit in the cap. We're not going to give the yeah, draft. It, it's it not going to happen. No, it's not no. going to happen for the Buffalo bills. No. We'll get to some more comments here. Aaron says he was worried. He was going to get hurt with too many touches in that running back role. Uh, it makes sense, especially yeah. with his former injury history. You, you want to be able to, to sustain your career in the NFL for as long as you possibly can, because some guys have a career that lasts a day. Some guys have a career that lasts 10 years. You never know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mitch says, which team do you guys thinking would make that move? Uh, Mitch, if I had to guess, it was the team that Peter just mentioned. It's the New York Jets. And the reason I'm going to go with the New York Jets is because you said why mortgage their future, right? Well, they have, the Jets are both smart and simultaneously very stupid at the same time. They make smart decisions when it comes to free agency, when it comes to trades. It just doesn't work out in the bigger picture for them. So they've done a good job of acquiring first-round picks, whether it be the Jamal Adams trade and other trades that they've made. So they have enough. They have two picks within the top 10. If if the asking price goes down and it's number 10 for Debo Samuel and, and maybe like a, a day two or a day three pick, I think they would do it, especially – given their interest in, I believe, Metcalf, who was talked about as a trade piece all offseason, probably Devontae Adams, probably any wide receiver that was on the market this year the New York Jets had interest in. Tyreek Hill. Exactly. Tyreek Hill was talked about. Did you see the offer that the Jets put in for Tyreek Hill compared to the Miami Dolphins offer? Yeah, I don't fully remember it. But they, it they did it not even offer a first-round pick. It was two second-round picks. Yes, exactly, exactly. And yeah. that was insane to me that, that that's all they offered for quite possibly the number one wide receiver in the NFL. And you cannot it, you cannot teach speed. And didn't the, Chiefs, didn't the Chiefs technically agree to it, or the rumor was that they agreed to the – they were like, Tyreek, you can choose either the Jets or you can choose the Dolphins. We like both packages. Obviously, I thought the Dolphins package was insane. Really the best package. Obviously, insane. we don't want the, him, Tyreek Hill, to go to either team, us being both Bills fans, but we don't have to get into that. But no, I think the Debo Samuel thing is very interesting. Do I really want to see, like, in the next couple of weeks, AJ Brown, Terry McLaurin all requesting trades? No, I don't think that's really good for the NFL. I think you should play out your contract, but should they give Debo Samuel a contract extension? Yeah. Should they pay him $25 million a year? I don't know. It, it's an expensive price for a guy yeah. who has not been productive for very long. Consistently we, improving. We talked, we talked last week about A.J. Brown and Terry McLaurin 
and how they have been producing for a while. And they yeah. have been, you know, their team. They, they have been the entire offense for what that team is. So they deserve that money. They, they definitely deserve it. But you cannot say the same for Debo Samuel. I agree. Guys, it, it's time to get in to the mock draft. We have a lot of picks to go over tonight. Uh, comment from Mike. Thank you for joining us. Debo isn't really a downfield uh, receiver. The defenders, he's best as a short yardage uh, yards after catch guy. He is worth D hop money when he wants to be used less. I don't think so. Okay. So he's saying he's worth D hop money. Is that what I think? I think he's saying it, he's not worth D hop money when he wants to be used less. But if he wants to be the Swiss Army knife, Cordero Patterson, I get what he's saying. I, I, I see. Yeah. I see what you mean, Mike. But but it goes back to you know. How long are you going to be able to sustain a career like that? Mm -hmm. Cordero Patterson in Atlanta didn't become productive in the NFL until last season. Yeah. How many years does he realistically have left? Three or four? Maybe two or three? Yeah. I mean, and, he's he's at age 30 right now. And if you're comparing him to Cordell Patterson, I think Debo Sim was much better than Cordell Patterson, obviously, but for that comparison. A similar can, role. Yeah, but you're not giving him a, a Cordell Patterson type of role, $25 million. Oh, here. no, not, not at all. I just meant. No, I know. I know. That's what I, that's what I, I, I understand what you're saying. But uh, yeah. yeah. The, yeah, he doesn't want to be used both because running backs don't have longevity because they just get hit consistently. So correct, and it makes sense reason, why he doesn't want it, but he also can doesn't maximize, I guess, his quote unquote value. And the only running back that learned how to have longevity just retired recently, Mister Frank Gore. Yeah, but it is almost Draft Eve. Uh, tomorrow is Draft Eve. If you guys are mm -hmm. unaware, you have to watch the movie Draft Day. Put out your jerseys to be signed by Roger Goodell. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> I want to get into it right now, quick and fast. But before we get into 21 with the New England Patriots, I do want to mention, if you guys have missed the last two episodes of the Conflict of Interest with myself and Akeem, we have went through picks 1 through 20. And I went through for you guys, so you didn't have to. And I rewatched to make sure all my picks were correct. And there seemed to be a couple issues. So what happened at, at pick 6? was Akeem talked me out of Sauce Gardner. He talked me into Kenny Pickett for the Carolina Panthers. So I realized I didn't take Sauce Gardner in the top 20, which was a mistake on my part because he should have gone earlier. So I fixed some things. So today may be a little confusing, and I'll, I'll clarify those mistakes once we get to them. Peter is my draft expert today. Not that he's an expert, but he's more of an expert than I am. So that's the title I'm giving you today, Peter. I hope you enjoy it. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. We are going to start with the New England Patriots with the 21st pick. Again, if you guys missed the picks from last week and the week prior, please be sure to check it out. I'm, I'm going to take my entire first round and post it on my Twitter, at the real Dan Kelly on Twitter. If you guys want to see that, give me a follow. And, of course, follow Built in Buffalo and all of its creators. Let's get into it. New England Patriots at 21, Peter. I have them taking Trent McDuffie. The cornerback out of Washington stands at 5'11", 193 pounds, been compared to Jair Alexander, and last year he had 35 tackles, one sack, and six passes defended. Uh, what are your thoughts on Trent McDuffie here to the Patriots? Perfect pick. I like I like it a lot. Look, my two my top two needs for the New England Patriots are cornerback and wide receiver. Obviously, they lost J.C. Jackson this offseason to the – the Chargers, why not go a corner? And I think why not we're under probably the best defensive coach, even though that pains me to say it, best defensive coach in the NFL. And Trent McDuffie, um, I think he's better than his counterpart in his teammate, Kyle Gordon, who could be a potential Bills player, or even Trent McDuffie, because 
obviously we both need corners or potentially could use corners. McDuffie, good pick. I have him. He's he's I have a first round grade on him on my big board. So I think I see I don't I don't disagree with it. I did a mock draft on my other podcast and we had McDuffie going 21 to the Patriots. I think cornerback is the um, need for the Patriots, and I think that should be their pick. McDuffie's there, and I think that that solidifies their need. Yeah, M- McDuffie's a guy who could go really early, but if he if he doesn't go within that early range, there's a lot of teams in that 10 to 20 range that I don't think are going corner, especially 15 to 20. You know, you're getting you're getting later and later. He's going to be getting paid less and less. You know, the later he goes. But you're right. New England lost J.C. Jackson. It makes sense. They could go wide receiver. There's a few wide receivers on my board. I'm curious to to hear your thoughts here because 22 is the Green Bay Packers. And for the first time since, I believe, 2013, the Green Bay Packers are going to take a wide receiver uh, this year. And with the 22nd pick, I have them going with Chris Olave, the wide receiver out of Ohio State, six foot, 187 pounds, been compared to Terry McLaurin who I absolutely love. Uh, Last year, Olave, 65 catches, 936 yards, and 13 touchdowns. Peter, do you think Olave is going to be gone by 22, or is he going to be available for the Green Bay Packers? I think think he's going to be gone. I have him in my mock draft or my final mock draft. Him going 15 to Eagles. Um, I have them going to receiver in the first round. Um, I think he'll be gone at 22. And I, I do think he's going to be gone, but the thing is, there was, there's so many good receivers, and there's so many receivers that have first-round grades on. I have six first-round receiver grades. I think teams, every team is going to value a certain receiver differently. So the ball mm-hmm. the board is going to fall completely probably different than everybody thinks. That's just how the draft is, and that's the exciting part of the draft. If I had to bet, I think he'll be gone by 22, but if he's there at 22, it's going to be a package of taking a receiver. I think – you have to take a receiver either at 22 or 28 for the Packers or at least a weapon and probably a receiver. So I think Aaron Rodgers would be happy. And I think Chris Olave at 22 would be the steal of the draft. Well, you have to figure, you know, if you're Green Bay at 22, you have to look at the teams who are who are next because they pick again at 28. You have Buffalo who, who could go wide receiver. Yeah. You have Dallas who could go wide receiver. Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Kansas City's right after them, but – Tennessee. There's a couple of teams. Yeah, Tennessee, too. They, they can go wide receiver. Uh, at 15, I went and checked through mine. Uh, I had Drake London going so, at 15 okay, to, okay. to Philadelphia. So it was a wide receiver. And, and that's what I was talking about at work today is, like, I'm not a draft expert by by any means. I, I do my research on PFF, NFL.com, CBS Sports. I, I read everything, and I, yeah. I try to retain as much information as I can. I don't watch a lot of tape. I'm not, I'm not that kind of guy. But um, as long as I'm like position correct, I think I'll be happy. I'm not going to hit on all my picks. I'm not going to no. tell people that I'm going to hit on all my picks. But it, it's it's a fun process to go through the first year I've been doing it. And we are up to the Arizona Cardinals at 23. And here for the Cardinals, I am going Zion Johnson, the guard out of Boston College. Now, of course, there's not many stats on offensive linemen. Uh, he's six foot three. 312 pounds, been compared to Larry Warford. And I can tell you he was a team captain and first team All-American in Boston College. For the first, I believe this is the first guard I have going in the first round. Do you think he's going to be the first one off the board? Yeah, I think he'll be the first one off the board. I only have three, I guess, interior O-linemen 
as first round grades, I have Zion Johnson, who's a guard, and then I've obviously Tyler Winderbaum, but he's a center, so he's not a guard. Mm-hmm. And then Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas AM. Zion Johnson's the number one guard, in my opinion, in the class. I I had him when I even have him going. Uh, you you I oh I had him going uh fifth 14. No, 14. excuse me, I had him going 24. There's 24. Okay, 24 to One he's one after. So okay. that is I think Zion Johnson, if you're gonna go guard in the first round. He's the guard you go. People are a little skeptical. I've read uh, the last couple of days that Kenyon Green is um, falling a little. I think Zion Johnson for the Bills at 25, if they wanted to go guard, I think that would be a great option. But Zion Johnson, best, I think arguably best guard in um, in the class. So Cardinals go guard, perfect pick. I do not want an offensive lineman at 25. I, I would be okay with anything else, yeah. honestly. I'd be okay with anything else because – it's just not sexy, man. It's not. It's not that pick that that you you can get hyped for. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. at twenty five. But uh, let's move on to the Dallas Cowboys at pick number twenty four. And this one, this one's one of my problems because what had happened earlier was I had to move Sauce Gardner, and when I had to move Sauce Gardner, I had to move Derek Stingley, and that, excuse me, that ended up to this guy falling. And I don't think he's going to fall this far. And I think you're gonna you're gonna think he's going to go way earlier. But I, I managed to still have Devin Lloyd on my board, the linebacker out of Utah, six foot three, 237 pounds, been compared to Willie Gay, 66 tackles last year, eight sacks, and a forced fumble. I don't think he's going to fall this far. If I, if I had time to re, re-go through it, I believe he would have went before 24. Uh, what are your thoughts on the linebacker here for the Dallas Cowboys? I had Devin Lloyd going 18, so I'm not 18. totally, totally okay. off on – Six, we're moving six spots back, but Devin Lloyd's my number one or my number one consensus linebacker. Uh, the linebacker class is not top heavy, it's deep, but it's not top heavy. It's like Nicobe Dean, in my opinion, Devin Lloyd, and then it drops off into the second round players. Um, yeah, Devin Lloyd he has a little bit of a medical um concerns. Um, is he? okay, yeah, I've read a couple things about that, but he's your prototypical uh linebacker, and I think. Dallas Cowboys needing a linebacker. That's one of their top three needs along with D-line and edge. Why not put him with um, Michael Parsons? Because I feel like that's a a scary, scary uh, duo. Exactly. And and that's what I thought. Linebacker is a need for them as well. So it it kind of fit with this is the best player available for the Cowboys. And if you're you're picking a 24, you're you're a reasonably good football team, right? Because – you were you were obviously that good last year. So they're expecting to compete again. So, you know, why not take the best player on the board and just, you know, continue to make your team that way. But we are finally to the pick that everybody has been waiting for. The Buffalo Bills are on the clock at pick number 25. Now, before we go into this, Peter, uh, do you think the Buffalo Bills are going to trade up in the first round? No, but I think it's more likely that they trade up than trade down. I don't think okay. if I was going to like bet like out of those three scenarios, I think they stay at 25 and I don't think that's a bad thing, but the bills trading up is not a unlikely scenario. Cause I've talked about this to multiple people that all these picks that the bills have are not going to make the roster. The roster is too talented. And that's for a lot of the teams uh, with a lot of picks that are towards the back end of the first round. Imagine how that feels coming out <laughs> of college, get, getting drafted by a team in the fifth or sixth round and being yeah. like, Hey, I finally made it. And then, not, not making the team. Making the team. That's, that, that's gotta feel that's gotta feel really hard. Uh Brian says, What's up? Built in Buffalo mixers are fire. Uh appreciate you, Brian, of course, with 
Breaking Tables on the Built in Buffalo Network. We appreciate you coming out. Please be sure to check out Breaking Tables on Mondays and Thursdays. Mike, talking about Brees Hall. We'll we'll get to him in a second. Do not worry. Uh, Peter, keep, keep going with your thoughts here on, on Bills at 25. Yeah, I think tr- if they trade up, I think it would be for a cornerback, in my opinion. I don't think you trade up. Obviously, you're not trading it for a running back. You're not trading up for a receiver because I think you can kind of let that board kind of fall. So, so you mentioned you mentioned if they're going to trade up, it's going to be for a quarterback. I have to tell yeah. you, so far, I agree. We're having a problem because this show is titled The Conflict of Interest, and so far, we've only agreed. <laughs> but that's okay. So if if it's going to be for a quarterback, where, where do you think is the maximum they trade up for? Because we've all seen that trade chart, right, of how picks are valued, yeah. What, what is the highest you can see the Buffalo Bills going up to? Seven. And the only reason really? I seven with that, the Giants because of that's the only no Shane and because that's, of Brian Dable. That's the only I, reason I say that. I also could see you could see maybe anywhere from ten to twelve. They're not going to trade the Jets. I'm so not them, but the Commanders. They could always like in the Vikings need a lot of help on their roster. Okay. But so, but I think I think they need those picks. They, I think they, they do, need those they need those guys if, at the top of the draft. My 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 scenario for the Bills with trading up yeah. is I don't think they're going above 20. You don't think they're going about No, no, I I completely agree. But max would be probably be 10 or 12. Realistically it's probably 18 to 20. Well, could the Steelers because it in in this world, right? In in my mock draft at least yeah. and and probably in a lot of others New England goes corner. So you want to hop them. You want to get to probably 19. Uh, Dan, Daniel Garris comes out. I don't see the Bills giving up the picks it would take to get to I'm not seven. yeah, I'm not I'm not saying yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, max max value. I saw I saw a projected trade today um just like uh yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it was from Fanatics and it was it was pick 25. Okay. Epineza and a first next year. I would do seven. I would do that. I would do that. Really? I don't think the Giants would do that if that's if you think, if you if you did it, would you be going for sauce or stingley? Sauce. Okay. But they better be on the board there. This better not be like we hear like tomorrow they do this. This is gonna be like after pick six. This yeah. trade. Yeah. But look, I think the, they're gonna have to jump the Patriots if they want a corner. The Steelers could be a good option at 20 because the Steelers want a quarterback potentially in the following year. If yep. they get a future first round pick for next year, they would have theirs and then ours. And then you could package those two guys if they need to move up to get a quarterback. So you gotta gotta look at a team that maybe wants a quarterback in the future, which is would be the 2023 draft, that could use the two first round picks to move up if they're not bad enough, obviously, to get the quarterback they want. Yeah, definitely. Uh shout out to Kim for coming out. Thank you for for coming out. We appreciate you coming. Uh Brian, I'll plug your show however I want. And I appreciate you too, brother. Give you the good old Hulk Hogan treatment. <laughs> if they trade up, it will be late teens to early twenties. Most likely, they pick a twenty-five. We agree, Daniel. We I were agree. just going over yeah. going over the scenarios that are possible before we get into this trade because this has been hyped up for a long time. Everybody's been waiting to hear it, and I want to give you the the official the official way of doing it. Uh, if you guys haven't heard, the Buffalo Bills on day two. Picks are being made by Stevie Johnson, of course, former wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills in the second round. And in the third round, the Buffalo Bills pick is being announced by Kyle Brandt of uh, Good Morning Football and uh, avid Bills supporter, Kyle Brandt. (laughs) But let's get to it. With the 25th pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, your Buffalo Bills select 
Andrew Booth Jr., cornerback out of Clemson, six foot tall, 194 pounds, been compared to Jack Rabbit Jenkins, three interceptions, 37 tackles, five passes defended last year. He's the number one cornerback on the board here, and the Buffalo Bills end up getting Booth out of Clemson. I know it's conflict of interest. I know I'm supposed to disagree with you. I'm not going to, because that is an A-plus pick, in my opinion. He's my third corner. Uh, third, really? Behind uh, Garner and then obviously Stingley. I Who, who's fourth? Um, Is McDuffie fourth? I would say McDuffie's I would say McDuffie's fourth, but it's close between McDuffie, Gordon, and McCreary. I'm higher on McCreary than most people are. A lot of people have him like a late second round grade. I kind of like him early second round. But my consensus top three or top four would probably be Garner, Stingley, Booth, and then McDuffie. And then it's a little bit of a mix and match after that. But, yeah, Andrew Booth Jr. at 25 would be electric. He was a great player at Clemson. Obviously played all his years and started as a freshman, which is something that the Bills would love. He's aggressive. He can make some overfield tackles. I know you probably have a lot of research on him. But I think if the Bills went corner and if it was Andrew Booth Jr., I would be running through my TV to give Roger Goodell a hug. And and he's his own player. He fits the scheme exactly. very well. Yeah. And 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 he's ready, he's ready to come in. He he may have he may take some time to get adjusted, but but I think the Bills are very confident in Dane Jackson's ability, and they showed that by not signing a cornerback still. And it still yeah. hasn't happened. And it may happen after the draft. I wouldn't be surprised if it did. Just a veteran to bring in some competition to camp. Mitch says great pick. Aaron says solid pick. Aaron, tell me what the difference between great and solid is because I need to hear uh, this difference. Mike says, will he be available? Pats might try to take Booth after losing J.C. Jackson. I love that pick, though. Uh, Mike, if you weren't here, uh, the Patriots ended up going McDuffie. So in in my version of the draft, Trent McDuffie went uh, 21st and Booth – Goes to twenty five. Kair Elam, yep. Also discussed. Yeah. He's, he's gonna be he's gonna be going in the first round, I believe, as well. Uh, Daniel says Booth would be a great pick for McDermott's defense if he's there. Agree, agree, agree. Of course, um, there are multiple players on the board, though, Peter, and and I want to get your thoughts on a couple of them because yeah. in the thumbnail is Brees Hall, and and that's that's another option I have for the Buffalo Bills here, and I tell you, man. I did not know a lot about Brees Hall prior to doing my research. And I just want to, I just want to shout out these numbers and listen to them because Brees Hall, the running back out of Iowa state, five foot 11, 217. That's a good build for a running back. And it, it works, right? Yeah. If, if you're going best player available, which I believe the Buffalo bills will be going Brees Hall may be the pick here. I believe he's third on the big board in, in this scenario where he falls. He's been compared to Matt Forte. If if you have anything like Forte's uh, career in yeah. Chicago, I think the Buffalo Bills fans would be really happy with you. Last year, Brees Hall, 1,472 rushing yards, 20 rushing touchdowns, 36 receptions for over 300 yards, and three touchdowns. Finished his career at Iowa State with five touchdown runs, of 75 or more yards. It Man, just seems like a great weapon to add to the backfield. He is. I, I completely agree. He's the consensus, in my opinion, or most people's opinions, the number one uh, running back and, uh, in this class. He has Booth going as well. Appreciate that. Mike says, Mike actually says, if Booth is gone, do they go with Elam out of Florida? I think it's definitely an option. Yeah, 100%. It, it depends on 
what their, their board, board looks like. Exactly. I, I wish I wish I could get into the war room for you and take a picture of it, but I cannot tell you the Buffalo Bills official no, big board. No, that's also the fun thing about, especially the I think the two deepest positions in this class, the cornerback position and then the wide receiver, that everybody's board or every team's board is going to look completely or for the most part completely different, and then you're just not going to know how it falls. Like could Booth, could Booth go higher? Could he go fall? Uh, could he fall? It's going to be an absolute crapshoot and alarms a perfect picket or it could be the picket 25. Brees Hall, best running back in this class, in my opinion. I do love okay. Kenneth Walker, but he's not worth a first round pick. Um, do you think Brees Hall is worth a first round pick, but Kenneth Walker is a, a day two guy? Yeah, I don't, I never, I'm also, I'm on the train of never thinking a running back should be going in the first round, but if somebody was going to go in the first round. But but the the thing to remember with that is, um, comment here from Brian, more points equals winning. We can never shy away from more tools for J17. I agree. I agree, but I disagree. And that's, that's how conflict of interest works, Brian. More points does equal winning, but it wasn't the offense's fault that we lost to Kansas City. Right, <laughs> they they put up enough points to win that game, and it, and it didn't end up happening. So I would be just as okay going with Andrew Booth. So you mentioned Kenneth Walker wouldn't be um wouldn't be a guy in the in the first round, but you'd be okay with Brees Hall. I want to bring you one more option for the Buffalo Bills here that's yeah. on the board, and it's still on the offensive side. And I don't know if if he's gone in your mock draft. We haven't been able to share that information yet. A wide receiver out of Western Michigan, Sky Moore is also still available at 25. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Hall? I On Sky Moore or Brees Hall? Sky Moore, I apologize. I, I would, mixed both of them. I would not take him in the first round. I not am. take him in the first round. So so on PFF's official uh, yeah. mock draft, he is ranked 22nd in uh, total talent. Is Could you tell me who are the, any other receivers left on your board that you ha- had not been taken yet? Any other point? wide receivers on the board? That, that have not been taken yet yep. on your mock draft. So there's uh, Sky Moore on the board. Okay. George Pickens is still on the board. Okay. And then uh, there's a lot of scrolling. Jalen Tolbert, Jahan Dotson. Uh, let's get one more if I can. Yeah. That's the first page. I'm going to head up to the second page. And the, Jahan the second Dotson. Page, John Mechie the third at rank 74 is the, I, the last I would one take Jahan Dotson. I would take George Pickens over. So, so why is uh, why is Sky Moore that high on PFF's draft board? Is it is it his oh, stats? I, I, his I don't college? think he's a first round guy, and I also don't think he fits the Bills. I think he's too much of a slot receiver for the Bills, and I just feel like the Bills need a third boundary, re- a third another, option, a third option yeah. on the outside. They don't have that I, option. Outside. I agree hundred percent. I I, I love Isaiah McKenzie. Yes. I love Isaiah McKenzie, and I think he's underutilized sometimes. Yeah. So I don't want to bring in competition for him. No, there's no but, need. But I also want the I best think, player in the draft. I don't think Sky Moore is a bad pick um, in the first round. I just think I think I would take I would take a Jahan Dotson over him. He, it doesn't matter what team I am. I'm taking Jahan Dotson. I think Jahan Dotson has the best hands by far in the class. And I think the cool thing with Jahan Dotson is that he excelled both inside and outside. So that is something you can kind of uh, work with if you're the Bills or any other team. George Pickens, ton, a ton of upside. He was, before his injury, he was a consensus first-round pick a couple uh, year, year, two years ago from Georgia. I love George Pickens on the outside. I think Sky Moore is very good. I have a second-round grade on him. I, I just don't think he's a first-round pick. 
That's okay. just my opinion. I don't think and, he's a bad. And there's, and there's a lot of there's a lot of wide receivers going in the first round. Yeah, and, and, I, and not, I, guess. I think the Buffalo Bills, as much as I think they're going to draft for need, and and that's how my heart feels at the end of the day, they're going to draft for need. So I probably should have took the best player on the board, but I think they need a corner. I, I think I, I may be in the minority. I'm not sold on Dane Jackson, and the reason oh, I'm no. not sold on Dane Jackson is because Miami now has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. And then you look around the AFC, there are so many good wide receivers. And I just haven't seen Dane Jackson produce enough. And that's partly because he hasn't played in many games and partly just my thoughts because he performed well in the games he played. But you got to you gotta take everything with a grain of salt, as Peter said when we started the show. You, you can't just look at what he's done. You got to look at more. So I want to get to a few comments here. Those were the three options for the Bills. So wide receiver, cornerback, running back. Are those the three position groups you think that could go here, or is there anything else you foresee happening? Those are the my three top positions. You could always – I know you didn't want to take it into your own line. That's a totally a complete option. I got uh, an option that if he's there at 25, Jordan Davis, the D tackle from okay. Georgia. Okay. I, I had him falling to the, to the um, Chargers. Yes. Because I always believe the Chargers, the Chargers always get lucky. And the best player, one of the best players in the draft always falls to them. It happened with Derwin James. Yes. Where Derwin James was like the best player on the board for like 10 picks and nobody picked him. And the Chargers ended up saying, hey, uh, we'll Why take not? you. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I agree. I think Jordan Davis, if he's at 25, that is such, I don't think he gets to 25, but that is such a hard pass if you're the Bills. Look, is it the number one need? No, but he's clearly, clearly the best player available, in my opinion, at 25. And why not have Ed Oliver and Jordan Davis at the tackle? That's kind of fun. Um, but, yeah. no, I think cornerback, wide receiver, running back, and then I know I would sprinkle an interior line. If Zion okay. Johnson's there at 25, I know it's not flashy. I know we're not – everybody's not running to Fanatics to get the jersey or NFL shop to get their jersey. No Zion Johnson. But sometimes in the draft, it is not always – the best to go the flashy pick it's to go the safe pick like the giants taking saquon barkley was the flashy pick but the colts taking quinn nelson was the safe pick and we know how both of those go out good call i i I like that but i also don't because i know i I get it i get it i get it i get it (laughs) okay a few comments here before we get to 26 mike says his dark horse pick is being goes for daxton hill the uh safety he ended up going to pittsburgh in my mock draft at 20 daxton hill fell to um I don't think the Bills go safety. Even if he's on the board, I really don't think that's what you go. Because if you go Daxton Hill, what that tells Jordan Poyer is you're leaving. Yeah. We're not, yeah. We're not yeah. re-signing you. We don't want you here. That's what that tells Jordan Poyer. Exactly. So I don't, I, I don't want that scenario to, to happen. And you know what? The Bills could have Jordan Poyer. They could have like the contract extension basically planned out in their mind. And it just hasn't been finalized yet. So they just wouldn't go safety. Um, the Cam Taylor Britt and more Davis, uh, I don't know. Those aren't first round. I don't know if Mike is saying that they're first round picks, but those guys are not first round picks. No, I I, I don't believe he is. I think he's that's, just giving other, yeah. other options at, at safety. No, those are both good options. Davis, I have as a fourth or fifth round grade, and then I have Britt as a third round grade. So those, okay. if the Bills wanted to double up on corner, which is something being in McDermott kind of, Kind of mentioned in their press conferences, they're not afraid to go two corners or because they like the depth, a first round mm-hmm. corner, and then maybe Davis in the fourth or fifth round is a complete option. So that those are good two good picks for the Bills if they wanted to go day end of day two, early day three picks. 
a few more comments before we get to 26. Uh, Aaron says, doesn't hate the Brees Hall pick, but I think we can wait until day two to get him. Yes, but no, Aaron. I, I think you could, but if you wait to day two, you, you got to trade up. You're not going to get him at 57. He's not going to He's not going to be on the board that long. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Peter? I don't think he gets to 57, but I think if the Bills didn't go running back in the first round, I don't think there's any need to like move up to get a running back. You can go like a James Cook in the third round from Georgia. So if, Kenneth, if Kenneth Walker's there at 57, would you take him? That's that's a good option. Yeah, I think if Kenneth Walker's there at 57 or Isaiah Spiller are both there at 57. If you wanted to go running back, those are good options. If you wanted to wait, like James Cook from Georgia would be a perfect fit. And, and we'll talk about James Cook in a second. Brian from Breaking Tables asks, why are we not talking about James Cook? James Cook. What, what can you tell us about him? James Cook is an electric, electric pass catcher out of the backfield. I think Brian a couple weeks ago, Brian was on my podcast, and we talked about James Cook being an option for the Bills on – Is he um, a three-down back? No, he's not a three-down back. The, I think – and the good thing – I think that's a good thing because I think Singletary showed he could be a one in first down and second down running back or good enough. And I don't think the Bills have an electric um, pass catcher out of the backfield. James Cook is that guy. Just go watch okay. his game against Michigan. Go watch his game against Alabama in the national championship game. And he was in a two running back system. And the one knock on running backs is that they have too much wear and tear on them coming out of college. James Cook has none of that. He was not used a lot early in his okay. career. Because George is loaded at running back. And then him and Zamir White, who I also have uh, – as a third round grade on him. So his two Georgia running backs with third round grades, two different total, two different type of running backs. James Cook, if you wanted that pass catching uh, running back, a third down running back, James Cook is your guy. So James Cook, you have a third round grade on him or a second, second, round? Uh, third, a third round grade on him. But I think third he, I think, he, I think, think he might go higher. Especially if, if you're a brother, like if you that have happens. that lineage that I think that automatically uh, brings your stock up. Uh, Daniel, Dane Jackson filled in for Trey post-injury quite well, kept them as a number one defense, still want the Bills to take quarterback early, and another on day three. That's so, perfect. So I, I like it, but I don't. I, I agree. I agree. Obviously, the number one defense, that's true. Still want the Bills to take quarterback early and another on day three. I'd be fine with that. Dane Jackson, I don't think he was the number one. I believe it was Levi Wallace who took Tredavious' spot. And then Dane Jackson would take Levi Wallace's spot, right? Yeah. But look at the competition that the Buffalo Bills played in after Tredavious White went down. They were not teams with great wide receivers. The Atlanta Falcons do not have a wide receiver, especially after Calvin Ridley's uh, problem with gambling. The New York Jets did not have a number one wide receiver. But in a game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Buffalo Bills secondary got absolutely lit got destroyed by yeah. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rob Gronkowski against Kansas city. You got destroyed by Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. So as, as well as I think Dane Jackson did, and as much as I like him, I cannot tell you that he was the sole reason or a big part of the bills being the number one defense. Like I'll tell you, Levi Wallace leaving, it leaves a hole because he was a part of what made the number one defense the number one defense. But people do not give enough credit to Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer, the best safety tandem in the league. They do a lot. They do a lot back there to mask the mistakes in the other areas on the secondary. And I think that that's a, a thing that's overlooked sometimes. Mike asks, is Cook good at pass blocking? Singletary is not good at it, so we'd be doubling down on that weakness. I would say he's above 
above average pass blocker. I wouldn't say like that's his like number one thing. And I don't think that's like what's something that jumps off the board. I think obviously it could be worked in. He did a lot of pass blocking because obviously a third down running back has to. So that's what he excelled in, obviously. Um, no, but he's your prototypical third down running back, I think. Um, and you're not taking him as a huge value pick. Obviously, taking him in the second round, that's a huge value pick, but third, fourth round pick would be my ideal pick for James Cook. Good pass blocker. I wouldn't say he's an A plus pass blocker, though. So so let me ask you this. So when when James Cook was brought up and I asked you if he was a three down back, you said no. Yeah. And I immediately had second thoughts. And the reason I had second thoughts was because Devin Singletary is up after this year, correct? Yeah, I believe so. So if you're going to take a guy. It was that a not, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Who, who's not an everyday back or an every down back, excuse me. You're just going to have to keep taking running backs, which is fine. But I'd rather find that guy right now. So if Brees Hall is there at 25 and that's who you think is the future of the running back position in Buffalo, go with him, right? Yeah, because then Singletary Singletary leaves after next year and you're fine. If you go with the Cook route and he's still not ready to move into that role after next season and you see Brees Hall out there with, I don't know, any team killing it, you know what I mean? Then then you're going to have second thoughts. I think the thing with James Cook, I don't think he was asked to be a three-down running back at Georgia. So we really don't know if he could be a three-down running back. Like I said, he split times with Zamir White. Who I both have third round grades on, so I think he his ideal role is probably not a three down back. But I completely get what you're saying, unless the Bills think Devin Singletary is their future at running back, and and they may, and they may because they did sign a running back in free agency, that being Duke Johnson. They may not go running back at all. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Honestly, honestly, I think the Bills are going best player available at every single position at every single round. I don't care. That that's my honest opinion, but. Peter, before we move on to 26, of course, we spent a lot of time on the Buffalo Bills, uh, just like we promised everybody we would. Um, I don't have second round, third round, fourth round, any of that stuff. I want to ask you now, do you have any ideas on what you think the Bills are going to do in the later rounds and the early rounds, second, third, fourth, any of that? Look, if we'll go off your model. So they took a corner in the first round. So they took Andrew Booth Jr. Second round screams to me wide receiver. I okay. think that would be an option. If Brees Hall's there at 57, that's an option. Second round. Do you, do you think there's an, a possibility that Brees Hall is there at 57? No. Um, but just for the <laughs> just just for the giggles. Yeah, he's not. But I think a receiver could be an option. There could be like a David Bell, a John Mechie, a Calvin Austin, okay. Sky Moore, George Pickens, just to name a couple. So that could be an option of an interior alignment. I think a developmental in guard should be the pick in the third or fourth round. A guy that okay. is not going to have to because you have Saffold and you have Ryan Bates as the two guards right now. I don't think you yep. need a guy that instantly has to start on day one, but okay. I think it's not a bad idea because Saffold's on a one-year contract. Why not get a guy that you could sit for a year? Like a Spencer Brown, but obviously Spencer Brown was asked to play right away and he excelled, so that was awesome. But taking a guy like in the third or fourth round, right around when Spencer Brown was taken, would not be a bad option at interior line. You could always go an edge, detackle, all that fun stuff, maybe another corner. But I would say a corner, like you said, in the first round, then a receiver, interior O-line, and maybe a running back. Okay. Uh, Brian says, Questenberry is uh, versatile. The uh, former center of the Titans that the Buffalo Bills signed, I believe, a week ago. Uh, Daniel says he doesn't see the Bills extending motor. This is last year in Buffalo, in his opinion. They don't have his replacement. This draft they do next year. I agree. Just because they haven't shown – that they truly believe in him. And I don't know 
about this new offensive coordinator, how he feels, but the way Brian Dable treated him and, and stuff like that, I don't know. I don't know how he feels. You know what I mean? Like he was yeah. used more as the season went on, but I feel like he, he has to have some kind of angsty thoughts about his time in Buffalo. Maybe, you know, he thinks he should have been given the ball more. Mike asks, uh, if we see the Bills trading up into the top of the second round to take Hall or Walker after the that pick, is- I, I, would, I would see an opportunity in this. I would oh. rather you trade up in the second round than trade up in the first round because it costs less. Exactly. And if you if you see these guys, if you know there's a team that's running back needy coming up on the board, try to jump them, please. Because if 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 they go right, if they get Andrew Booth at 25 and get Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker in the second round, that's an A plus. A plus. I am going to be insanely yeah. happy. Yeah. I, I will be absolutely ecstatic. That so is the most value you can get. If the Bills want to maximize or get lucky, because sometimes you have to get lucky in the draft, maximize mm-hmm. the value of your picks, picking a corner in the round one, then taking your number one or number two running back on your board in round two is something that the Bills draft, in my opinion. Yeah, and – that that would just be absolutely perfect if if it happened that way. Let me fix my setup here real quick. And then give me a receiver in round three. That's fine too. I'm, I'm perfectly I'm good. okay I'm with good. that. Give me John Mechie or like Tyquan Thornton or Kyle Shakir in uh, round three. And I'm, okay. I'm After about an hour and three minutes on the Buffalo Bills, we are finally up to pick 26. And all the teams between 26 and 32 haven't made their pick within their windows. So none of them have picks anymore, Peter. You know the rule, right? Yeah. The, the Minnesota Vikings don't know the rule, but you definitely know the rule <laughs> about making your pick before time goes out. Correct. <laughs> uh, all jokes. Uh, thank you for coming out, guys. We appreciate you. If If you're leaving after the Buffalo Bills pick, I understand. Uh, if you'd like to stick around and, and hear the rest of the draft, we we would gladly appreciate it. Brian says he's getting goosebumps sticking to that, referring to getting Andrew Booth and uh, Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker. Mike says, hell yeah, we appreciate you, Mike. Thank you. Tennessee Titans are up. And the one thing – so they, they've done two things this offseason that, that lead me to where they're going, right? Julio Jones was released. Still hasn't been picked up, by the way, which kind of surprises me. But they also lost – Saffold and Questenberry, both to the Buffalo Bills. So at 26, I have the Tennessee Titans selecting Tyler Linderbaum, the center out of Iowa, six foot two, 296, been compared to Jason Kelsey. He won uh, the best center in college last year, and he was an All-American. Uh, any thoughts on Tyler Linderbaum and the Titans? My top two needs for the Titans are a linebacker and interior line. Tyler Linderbaum is the number one center in this class. Please, please don't move him to guard. I feel like that would be the stupidest thing I've heard people talk about it. Why take the number one center and then change his position? That is just plain stupidity. Titans go best center in the class, and like you said, they lost two interior one. That's a. It's, they're not the Titans fans are not screaming about it, but it's a great, great value pick right there. So in in my draft right now, and he's going in a couple of picks, but I'm going to ask you now because you said another another need for them is linebacker. Nicobe Dean's still on my board as of now. Do you think uh, he would be a better option than Linderbaum here? I actually had the Titans going Nicobe Dean. I wouldn't say there's an either better option. It's kind of, you know, pick your poison. I think it's like who's your best player available probably, and I probably think Linderbaum's probably the better overall prospect. Do you want to take a center in round one? It's kind of up to you. Um, This is is round one. 
but it's also like not, you know what I mean? We're yeah. at the end of the first round. Yeah. This is basically a second round pick. Daniel says cover all bases. If Bean sees the draft value to be in the second round, he could trade back. Um, He, he could trade back. Right. But I don't know if you saw this, Daniel, uh, this was reported by Adam Schefter, I believe today. And it said it was either today or yesterday where he said that teams in the top 10 we're looking to get out of the top 10. Here it is. Here's the quote from Adam Schefter on social media. Within the past week, as the draft has drawn closer, multiple teams in the top half of the draft have inquired with others to try to trade back in the first round. So far, the interest in moving back in Thursday's draft has greatly exceeded the interest in moving up. So there's not a lot of people, or not a lot of teams, excuse me, that are interested in going up. More teams are interested in going back. So at a pick like 25, I don't know how how likely it is that you trade back. It's more likely you trade back when you're when you're a higher pick, right, Peter? Yeah, and I don't think the Bills want more picks. Like, I don't think that really helps them. I think you're better off just trading up wherever round you want to trade up. And the Bills get more picks. I'm like we said earlier, Dan. We're afraid that they're not all going to make the roster. What's the point of that? Like, that doesn't really help you at all. You're just wasting value. We saw. Who we see last year, oh, Wild Goose. We lost him. He was a six-round pick, yep. and yeah, what that, a great, what a great name. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, just didn't fit, and that's that's gonna happen. Six, seventh-round picks are a crapshoot half the time, but I think the Bills are better off trading up, trading down, unless you get future compensation. But that doesn't really fit what the Bills want to do right now. So I think exactly. they'll either stay put. It's about winning now. I, I would rather yeah. I would rather trade you up. trade trade future draft picks and, and get this window while you can. Yeah, if you Josh wanna... Allen's contract still isn't to Kill this enough. yet. It's yeah. not it's not up here. By the way, rocking the Josh Allen uh, on uh, this draft miss Eve Eve. I guess uh, is today. Yeah. I'll, I'll be rocking it on Thursday as well. Uh, Aaron asks. A lot of talk that the Titans go quarterback. Do you have any thoughts on this? And I'll, I'll tell you right now on my board, Peter, so, so you yeah. can take it from here. I had Malik Willis go at 16 to the Saints. Okay. And I had Kenny Pickett go at six to the Panthers. So in my other, mind. Other than that, Desmond Riddler and Matt Corral is still on the board. Do you I, think those are an option here for the Titans? I think they're an option. I think Matt Carell over Desmond Ritter. I don't like Desmond Ritter at all. Okay. I see no no upside for okay. Desmond Ritter. I see a solid backup and a solid NFL quarterback, but I don't see a, an upside where you would take him in the first round. Well, okay. yeah, I, I have only one quarterback going in the first round. I just think that's probably not going to happen. That's just what I thought could happen, but it's probably not because it's just not how we see it. If Kenny Pickett's on the board of 26, that's an option. If Malik Willis on the board at 26, those are good options. Malik Do you Willis think they're going to be on the board, though, at 26? I think Kenny Pickett could be on the board at 26. Really? I think he's because, the only Because I, I, read, I read an article just before we went on at 8.15, right, right yeah. about 8 o'clock, yeah. that said the Panthers told Sam Darnold that they might draft a quarterback. I think it's Malik Willis at 6. That's okay. what I think. That's what I think. I think Kenny Pickett is pushing it. Look, do I okay, – but, but, if, but if Kenny Pickett doesn't go at 6 – he still could he go. A, he has an opportunity to go at twenty to he, the Steelers. That's, that's where he at go. six at sixteen to the Saints, and then here at twenty six to the, the Saints. I get, but I don't love unless the team wants to trade up. If we're just not doing any trades ups, obviously the, the board is. Yeah, we, we we haven't done any trades as of yet. At twenty screams Kenny Pickett. I think that's an option. I said he could be there at twenty six. Yeah, I think him 
he's more likely to be there at 26 than Malik Willis, but Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howe, all those guys should be there at 26. No, don't take a quarterback. Right? Don't take a quarterback. I don't think like Ryan, Ryan Tannehill was the reason that the Titans lost in, in the playoffs, but overall his year wasn't terrible. He, he's been, he's been very good, very good in Tennessee overall. So yeah. some of his stats have been absolutely insane. I don't think they're ready to move on from him yet. Maybe, no. maybe next year is the year that they do that. It could be a team that trades out of the first round into the second round and a, a gets a future first round pick for next year if they want one of the quarterbacks next year. Those Possibly. are those are the teams you have to look out for trading out of the first round. That's a good call. Uh Brian says he's been good simply because of Henry. Um I wouldn't say yeah, that. Yeah, yes and reason. no. Yes yeah. and no. Uh Derrick Henry definitely helps. Of but course. like I think it's helped in terms of his play action because I used to never fall for his play actions. But now having Derrick Henry, you have to you have to respect that run. I think it makes him better having Derrick Henry. Of course, yeah. I think it would make any quarterback better. But um, it, it definitely helped him helped his NFL career last longer than I originally thought it would. Uh, Daniel says when the Bills drafted Eric Wood in round one, they had him play offensive guard for his first couple of years before moving to center. I think this was in response to Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, you yeah. said he, you don't want him to play offensive guard. Would you be okay in this scenario if that happened? For the Bills or just in general? In, in general, for for Lind- Linderbaum's career. I think it's okay, but I, I just don't think there's a, a smart – it works out like Derek Wood worked out, but why move a guy that is the number one center and one of the best center prospects we've seen in a while? Why move him? Exactly. It's, it's always do weird that. to me. It's always weird to me watching the first round because, like I said, I'm, I'm not a draft expert. I'm, I'm, I'm nothing uh, close to that. Yeah. So when I'm watching and they say – offensive tackle drafted to the giants and then and then immediately they say oh well this kid's gonna come in and play guard i'm completely confused like why (laughs) so that that always confused me a little bit all right we're on to our next pick in the tampa bay buccaneers are on the clock at 27 and i think this guy's gonna go much earlier as well somehow he's lasted this long i think he went earlier in your mock draft I'm taking George Karloftis, the edge div, edge rusher out of Purdue, has somehow fallen this far. 6'4", 266, been compared to Ryan Kerrigan. 25 tackles, four and a half sacks, three forced fumbles last year. I don't know how he's fallen this far. I think he's going to go before it, but I noticed he was still on my board. It was best player available for the Bucks, in my opinion, so I went with Karloftis here. I had him going 23 to the Arizona. Okay. So I'm okay. Not, I think... Got like DNs that are going to be drafted ahead of him: Jermaine Johnson, Trayvon Walker, Thibodeau, and Aiden Aiden Hutchinson. Those yes. four guys are higher on my board than George Kalafotis because he he didn't test well. Like that was his knock on him. His total. Well, that's why you fall to the end of the first yes, round. Yes. And should you only be based off what you test in the combine? No, it should be what your tape is. But that's just how the NFL draft works. So he falls down past a couple like Johnson and Trayvon Walker and Thibodeau and Hutchinson. All those guys. Those guys yep. are his top 12, 13 picks. Uh, Carl Waffles, if the Buccaneers wanted to go best player available, he's definitely there. I had him at 23. Solid pick. I think he's good upside. I don't think he screams um, all pro DN just because his measurables didn't like wow me, but I like him. I like him. I had a first round grade on him, so I think that's a totally fair pick at 27. Could you see uh offensive line for them as well? Yeah, I had them going Kenyon Green, interior O-line from I had he, going he, he, he's still on my board after the first yeah. round is over in, in my, in really? my I, I he, could not, fall. Yeah. he could fall, he could fall. But I think 
if the Buccaneers wanted to go interior line and he, he's ranked he's ranked 39 according to uh yeah. PFF. So. Yeah, he's been he's he's fallen lately a lot. Um I still like him in the first round for a team that needs a guard. And I think if Zion Johnson is already off my board, I think Kenny Green is not a bad pick for the Buccaneers at 27. All right, we are up to 28 with Green Bay Packers. Earlier, they had a pick as well at 22. I had him going with Chris Olave, the wide receiver here. Uh, I, I honestly think this could be a team that trades up. You have two first-round picks you know, in, in the later rounds. I think they, they could be a team that packages their, their two first-rounders and, and moves up the board to go get somebody they really want. But in in my mock draft, there are no trades just because to me it's a very hard thing to predict. It's already hard to predict who's going where. I don't want to predict trades as well. I'm not to that level. Maybe next year. Uh, here I'm going with Bernard Raymond, the offensive tackle out of Central Michigan, 6'6, 303, been compared to Sebastian Vollmer, who had a really good career with the New England Patriots. And he was first team all Mac. Uh, last, I believe he played tight end and moved to offensive line, and he's projected to be a first-round pick. I have him as a second-round grade on him. I want to ask you. I'm assuming Evan Neal, Akeem Ikwane, and Char- Charlie Cross, or Charles Cross, are off your board. I want to put that out there. Yes. So Evan Neal actually went first in my mock draft. Okay. And, okay. and the, more, the more mock drafts have come out, the more I've realized that's probably not going to happen. But I still think he's going to go early. That happened three weeks ago. Yeah. (laughs) What about about, uh, Trevor Penning? So, Iquanu, so Evan Neal goes one. Iquanu goes three to Houston. Charles Cross goes four to the Jets. Totally. And then I have, yeah, I have O line heavy at at the start. Trevor Penning goes 14 to Baltimore. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you know what? If they wanted to go tackle Bernard Raymond or Nicholas Petet Frey. Frere, I think I said his name right, are the two guys that would go there at that point for tackle if I were okay. the Packers. Um, Trevor Penning went 16 for me. So I just – I didn't know if he was off your board. I think he goes way higher than – I don't think he gets a 28. Um, yeah, yeah, Trevor Penning went to at 14. Yeah, so we we similar consensus there. I think they wanted to go tackle there. Who, yeah, who no, was the other tackle you mentioned? What was his name? I, uh, the uh, Neil Equanu, Charles Cross, and – oh, oh, Nicholas Petet Frere. Nicholas, is it an ICH? Okay, he is ranked 120th according Jeez. to PFF. I have a second round grade on him. So he is not. He is not high on their draft. I couldn't see him, so I searched. I had to search his I name. I could be totally wrong. On him. I like him a lot. I don't think the tackle class is super deep. I think it's super. I deep. don't think it is either. After 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 the top five go, it's like if super you don't get there. if you don't get one of those, you're in trouble. Yeah. So th- there I could be actors going to tight end at actually 20. Oh, do you? I had them doubling down. I had them taking Jahan Dotson at 22 and then let, taking him at 28. Let me ask you this, because this this was reported today. Would you trade 28 and a day three pick for Darren Waller? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Would you trade Would you trade 22 and like a day three pick? 100%. As well? Yeah. Because yeah, that's been said that they want, they want a tight end. A tight end in the NFL. It's Kittle, it's it's Kelsey Kittle, and then you could argue Mark Andrews or Darren Waller, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I I would do that. I would prefer 28. I had them taking Trey McBride, the tight end out of Colorado State. I then you, got you got a first-round grade on him? I don't, but okay. I thought the Packers could double down on weapons and go wide receiver tight end. I have a high second-round grade on Trey McBride. You see, my, my thought on that is the Green Bay Packers don't like Aaron Rodgers, so they don't want him to succeed. <laughs> 
So I went off, I went offensive line. It's still it's still protecting him. It's a good, I think, no, a tackle is a good pick at 28. Why not? Yeah, yeah protection. A tackle when a receiver you had a receiver going to 22. You had a Wave. So a Wave yeah. and a tackle. Why not? Good ideas. So 29, we're up to the Chiefs. They got back-to-back picks here. I think it's very unlikely that we see them pick back to back. Uh, a few comments here before we keep going. We keep going on. Uh, Mike says the green pick to Bucks makes sense. Brian says either QB or punter. Packers are flaming out quick. I wouldn't bet everything on the punter, but no, do Packers double down on wide receiver if they don't trade it? I I don't think so, Aaron. I, I think that would be no, absolutely no. insane. They would to take two wide receivers in in the first round. As much as they need the help. They they have other areas of need on their team that aren't that's wide receiver. Too much money towards one position right there because you're gonna have to fifth year options. The Packers don't just look for next year. Obviously, do, do you you get fifth year options on all first round picks, no matter no yeah. matter where you go in the first yeah. round. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Mike says it's accurate as uh, Green yeah. Bay lost the tackle. Tackles. Tackles a good pick. Aaron says Derek Carr says no. Of, of course he does, but it's not up to Derek Carr. It, no, it's, it's up not. to the it's up to the Raiders and to see that, what they want to do. That'd be very weird if the Raiders wanted to trade Darren Waller. But you never know. You never not, know. So, not crazy. Sometimes draft picks, you know, they talk. That's true. So we're on 29, not 30. Excuse that graphic. Uh, they're both the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. So 29, they can go with these players in any order because they're both on the board. Here I'm going with Kair Elam, a cornerback out of Florida, 6'1", 191, been compared to Jalen Johnson. 29 tackles, one interception, five passes defended. I think they need a cornerback. He's the only he's the only one left in, in the first round, in my opinion. You did did you have Kyler Gordon going? I did not have Kyler Gordon going, yeah. no. That would be the other guy I would like in the first round. Um I had the actually the Chiefs going wide receiver. I had them he's, directly replacing Gordon, Gordon is ranked 58, okay. according to PFF. Um I thought about wide receiver for the Chiefs. But there's not too many, you know, there. That, I had them reaching I, for a receiver at 29. Did you? Okay. Yeah. Because the, the reason I didn't go wide receiver, right, is because mm-hmm. they signed Smith-Schuster and Valdez-Scantling. Right? Yes, correct. Yeah. So, so they went two in free agency to, to try to replace Tyreek. Do I think those guys replace Tyreek? Absolutely not. But I think they're, they're kind of happy with the receiver room. Maybe on day two I could see him going wide receiver, but for – for this day, I actually didn't go wide receiver in my next pick either. I don't believe I, I didn't. So that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So at 30, Kansas City's up again. And uh I'm going Nick Benito, the edge rusher out of Oklahoma. 6'3, like 248, been compared to Vic Beasley. 15 tackles for loss last year, 39 total tackles, and seven sacks. Um, they need defensive line help. So I I, I figured Benito was still there. Still had a first round grade on him. I thought it was a good pick. It's a good pick. I had them going in edge rusher at 30 as well. I didn't go Nick Benito. I went David Ojobu, the okay. DN from Michigan. I know he popped his Achilles in his pro day. And obviously, Did he? Really? yeah, super. So I don't know. I don't know if you want to go him in the first round then. If he was that. he was a higher, he was a top 15, 17 player. Was in he? a lot of people's uh, boards. So I see the Chiefs, they're already having a first round pick. Have another one, can wait a year for David Ajoe because I think he's that good. I have a second round grade on him, but I think teams could reach for him because people love his potential. I have a second okay. round grade on him because of the fact he was injured. If he yeah. wasn't injured, he would be a first round grade. Sucks for the kid. And obviously, we don't wish oh. that type of injury, especially in a kid that's trying to make his um, 
trying to change his life forever. But I think the Chiefs could t- be a type of team that could totally double down. Or not double down, but they have two sec- two first-round picks. And why not take a guy that's not going to help you in year one, but could be very good in year two? Yeah, he, he's ranked 50th according to the, okay. the PFF um, board. Uh, Mike says, Lewis signed at X and Hill are two safety options for Chiefs. Uh, I think definitely a safety yeah. is also an option. I think Kyrie Lamb makes a little more sense on, on the boundary corner for them, but I, I could definitely see them going safety as well. We're getting to the end, guys. We appreciate you uh, sticking around with us, of course. You know, a, a little longer of a show, but who cares? We're here. <laughs> of course, if you guys haven't yet, uh, be sure to follow Built in Buffalo on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube. Uh, subscribe, like, do all that stuff. We appreciate it. The YouTube's getting retooled right now. I noticed the comments aren't as as active as sometimes when we're on YouTube. So I want to go over that with the boss and, and make sure, you know, things are good there because as much as we, we appreciate all of you coming out, I, I think that we're missing some of our YouTube crowd. So I'm going to get that worked out for next week's show for sure, guys. So we do appreciate you coming out. Cincinnati Bengals are up Peter at 31 and I'm going linebacker. Nicobe Dean out of Georgia, 5'11", 229. First of all, great build. The Cincinnati Bengals had a very hard time stopping the run last year. One of the the worst run defenses in the league. Still managed to make the Super Bowl. Been compared to Devin Bush. 72 tackles last year. 10.5 for loss. Six sacks. Two interceptions. And his stat line, Peter, was the craziest one I've seen so far. It just kept going and going and going. He's incredible. Nicobe Dean at 31. What are your thoughts? I would love it. I have him going 26, but he's a guy that is uh, sideline to sideline, like they say. Um, Draft experts like to say sideline to sideline, linebacker. Yeah, that's – if he gets to 31, the Bengals better be running to the board or to whoever they hand it to. And maybe they're a team who trades up for him. Yeah, Yeah, this is a guy – this is a guy that really fits what they need and as a best player on the board kind of situation. This is this is the best in best of both worlds here. He's very good. He's a he's my number two linebacker on my board. He's behind Devin Lloyd, but I don't think they're like that far apart where like if one one team took Lloyd over Dean or Dean over Lloyd that you would uh, lose your lose sleepover. I think Dean at thirty one yeah. is a great pick. And they're they're the only two linebackers I have going in the first round. Exactly. So, first, yeah, me too. I agree. Daniel, uh, thank you for this comment. I appreciate it. I'll I'll get this back to the boss and and see what what we want to do moving forward. It, it's because if, if you guys are unaware, the the YouTube crowd during the season was there, and then during the off season we kind of lost we kind of lost uh, some viewership. So we're, we're trying to retool some things and and get you guys back over there as soon as we can. I do so like we, the live shows on YouTube because I'm starting a live show next week. So I would like it to be on YouTube and Facebook. But, hey, you got to listen to the boss. <laughs> of course we do. And 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 we'll go to him with, with all suggestions. And I think hopefully we can get it worked out by the time your show comes out. In fact, Peter, and, and we can get everything figured out. Uh, we're on to the last pick of the first round. And I'm very interested to see uh, your thoughts on this because I originally wasn't going to do this, Peter. I originally yeah. wasn't going to. I'm going to tell you. At two, I had him I had him selecting Aiden Hutchinson at two. Okay. The more and more and more and more mock drafts that came out, Aiden Hutchinson ended up going one, right? Yeah. So then they wouldn't have an option at him. Yeah. If that's the case, I'd probably still go Trayvon Walker or something mm-hmm. like that. So at 32, as the Detroit Lions, I have them selecting Matt Corral, quarterback out of Mississippi. 6'2", 212, been compared to Baker Mayfield. 
Now, I hope he doesn't have his attitude or his, you know, whatever's going on in Cleveland nowadays. I don't know. But I want to take you through these stats, and I want to point you to something, Peter. 3,349 yards last year for Corral, which is more yards than Jared Goff. 20 touchdowns thrown by Matt Corral, which is more touchdowns than Jared Goff. Five interceptions for Matt Corral, which is less interceptions than Jared Goff. 67.9% completion percentage, which is a better completion percentage than Jared Goff. I didn't think they were going to take a quarterback, but he's still there. I don't know. I'm I'm torn on whether or not I I don't know if they're going to go quarterback. I agree. I think I didn't have him going corner. Uh, not corner, not corner. Quarterback. Um, at 32. It's a tough one because Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis obviously both at the board. Those are the top two consensus quarterbacks. If I was going to go a third quarterback in the first round, it'd be Matt Corral over like a Sam Howe, Desmond Ritter, Carson Strong, any of those guys. I like Matt Corral. I'm not in love with him to take him in the first round, but this screams because you want to get that fifth year option. And this also seems like a pick where the Lions could trade out and get future value to a team that wants a quarterback. That wants who, a who, who do you think you could see uh, trading up? <sighs> That's a tough one. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh could be one if they didn't take a quarterback at twenty. I'm trying to. Look now that make team. that makes sense because it's not gonna team. it's not gonna be a team in your division. And if you go to the AFC side of the ball, because yeah. Detroit is obviously in the NFC, that yeah. makes even more sense. So if it was Pittsburgh, I I could see that happening. Like Atlanta, if they wanted, or Seattle, if they wanted to. Washington. I, I see. I see Howell being mocked to Seattle a lot. Yeah, in, I don't in like the second or third round. That's not a bad option. Seattle, obviously, they they struck gold with Russell Wilson in the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's like if you're the Lions, you're probably. I think my best bet if I'm the Lions is to maximize the value of the pick and get out of that pick and get future of picks because the Lions are not a year away or a player away from being playoff contenders there. A work in progress so that the amount of players you need is important so why not try to get value maybe a future first round pick maybe a second or third round whatever you can get would be helpful um quarterback i had them going safety at 32 okay. i don't know i went ba- i went daxon hill at 32 okay daxon hill 32. was still still on your board yeah he fell to 32 and i was like it's not, it's not their number until second round is that what you mean aaron yeah i think he means that i, I agree <sighs> Nakobe Aaron, Aaron, I'll tell you right now, buddy. Nakobe Dean is not falling past the Bengals. If he's on the board and the Bengals are up, you can bet your bottom dollar that they're going with Nakobe Dean. They 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 absolutely need him. They absolutely need him because after those top two linebackers go, there, there's not much depth no, there. No. I, the, the thing about the Lions, like, do they want to take a quarterback in the second round? Does that mean they like they? It's the Lions. We, it's we can't make a, sense of what we can't make sense of what they're gonna do. The quarterbacks here are such a crapshoot, and it's because yep. there's not really. And they're gonna go, and they're still gonna go in the first round. No matter yeah, there's what, probably, there's probably gonna be three or four guys that go in the first round, and you're just gonna yep. be like that fourth guy. You're gonna be like, yeah, that wasn't a good pick, and it's gonna be like I think Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett are first round picks, and, and I, I, and I Matt, can't wait to I can't wait to hear one of them being compared to Josh Allen in terms of yeah. oh he, he comes into the NFL with a bad completion percentage, but hey Josh Allen did it, so you know this guy can I, do it too. 
I do think Malik Willis is going to be a very good NFL quarterback, but I think he's a quarterback that's going to have to sit a year. Like, I don't okay. think he's going to be a guy. Like, if he fell to 20 at Pittsburgh, like, he's not going to. But I think that is perfect because you could start Mitch for a year and then have so if, if he if he starts his rookie year, would you would you believe in him or do you think he would he would I wouldn't not believe in him because it's also some some quarterbacks thrive better when they get thrown in and they learn. Because I, I I'll give you I'll give you an example right now. Yeah. Some people are already souring on Trevor Lawrence. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't still, either. I still it's think been it's been one year. I still think I, he's I gonna be the best quarterback in the class. I didn't sour on Daniel Jones until after last year ended. I yeah. still gave him. I still gave him another chance, yeah. and they're giving him another chance this year too, probably. And they are, yeah. They, I, I think so too. But I, I, I had them going. I had them going. Kenny Pickett and a Rich kind of talked me out of it a little bit. So yeah, Trevor Lawrence, I still think he's the best quarterback in that class. I think he just didn't. He went to the absolute worst situation. Exactly. And I think if we see progression this year. I think we'll see progression this year. I think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback. Like you saw Mac Jones, but he went to a great system, and you saw no. You saw a ceiling. You yep. saw where he could be, and he probably can't get much better. Like Justin Fields went to a bad situation. Uh, Zach I, I like I like situation. Fields a lot. I like yeah, I think year two is huge for these quarterbacks. Look, are the Jaguars going to win 11, 12 games? Probably not, but if they win 6-7, it's probably because of Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that's a good call. So we finished our mock draft. 1 through 32 are complete. I will post that on Twitter for you guys, at the real Dan Kelly, if you're unaware. But before we get out of here, Peter, I have two questions for you. Before we get off. And you're going to know what the second question is based on the first question. In the first round, right? Yes. Who do you think is the biggest potential bust to be taken? And if if you could give me a team or a couple of teams that you could think would possibly reach for this guy, that would be uh, helpful. Trayvon Walker. The DN. Really? Georgia. And I, okay, okay. Trayvon Walker, Trayvon Walker is a guy who has been climbing boards recently, yeah. right? Yes. And going possibly first, possibly second. Yeah. I had him fall to thirteen, which was again two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I, I think he's going to go in the top ten, top five possibly. Yeah. What do you, what do you see with him in, uh, in his problems? You're betting on potential. And that's not always a bad thing, but when you're taking a guy, like I have the Lions taking him at two. I feel like when you take a guy at two, you need to see production in his college career. And you just didn't see that. Is that mostly maybe could be because of his scheme and the quality of players at Georgia? Yes. But he flew up the draft board because of his measurables at the combine. Okay. Let me me ask you this, Peter. Let me ask you this. So I'm, you say he he is the biggest no he I think is the biggest plus be. potential right yeah and I'm and I'm going crazy with that I'm going like not a guy that's that could fine. be like twenty to thirtieth pick we'd be going that's I'm fine it's a top at, five consensus pick at number two and that's what you're going off of you know between the top two picks yes so where could he go in the first round that you would be more okay with it anywhere past five okay so. I, I just don't think he's a top five pick. I think, and that's why I think he could be the potential biggest bust. Not because he's not going to be good, but he's not going to, might not live up to the potential. Might not live up. Gotcha. Just because, just, I think you're betting on too much. Look, I could be totally wrong. So, so do be, you, do you have another player in mind since, since you said this one was a little crazy? Do you have another player like that, maybe a more safer thing for you? Just in case 
just yeah. in case Trayvon Walker becomes the best defensive end ever and somebody wants to pull up this clip yeah. about you talking about it, let, let's go with the safer option for you. So we also have this. Um, The safer option, probably Kenyon Green. I think I have him as a first-round okay. pick, but I think he's fallen. And I think if he doesn't go to the right system, and I think the injury history and his just lack of measurables at the combine scare people. So that would be my safer option, probably Kendrick Green, and probably one of the corners because I feel like all of them are not going to be studs. That's just how it happens. So I think one of the Sometimes corners, they are. Sometimes they yes, are. But Kenyon Green are one of the corners, and then obviously the Trayvon Walkers, me going bold, just because you're betting on so much of potential and not enough production in college. Look, that could work out for whoever takes them. And I had the Lions taking them at two. It just scares me a lot if I'm a team because okay. you don't have a lot of to fall back on. If if you're the Lions, you're not a good football organization. So it doesn't really matter what you do because nobody's going to care. That's true. <laughs> he, like, he could go to a good system. Like if he somehow fell to 14 at Baltimore, like he's not, that would be, he, he could be, he'll probably be a stud because Baltimore developed. And, and Baltimore, Baltimore has been mocked to be getting Jordan Davis a lot too. I've yeah, seen. I had them taking Jermaine Johnson, the edge from Florida State. That's I, awesome. I had Jermaine could, Johnson. I had Jermaine Johnson going at ten to Seattle. Okay, yeah, like those teams could be good options for him. Two to the Lions. I feel like if you take Walker over like Thibodeau, that's a miss. That's a miss. Okay. I think Thibodeau's better than Walker. Uh, Mike says Josh Allen didn't have a quarterbacks coach ever until going to the NFL. Most NFL quarterbacks have quarterback coaches from high school up. Allen was untapped potential. Kuiper had him as the second highest prospect ever. Uh, I don't care about uh, Kuiper's opinions uh, at all. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> he was right. He was right. But um, I, I agree. And and Mike, I was just mentioning it because it's just it's just a common trope about it is. You no, know, jo- Josh Allen is is a guy that it happened for him, right? Doesn't mean it's going to happen for everybody. It, it does not mean it. Like it, as sad as it is, and and I'm going to hit some people with some realism here. Not everybody's dreams come true. <laughs> and that's just that's just how how it works sometimes and sometimes you have untapped potential in guys that never comes out exactly yeah it, it doesn't work out you go to the wrong team you go to the wrong system peter your biggest possible steal a guy who falls i don't want it to be jordan davis he's too safe i need somebody else for this a, a steal that a team could could just end up end up um falling in the draft Tyrell Linderbaum. Okay. Because he's going to go end of the first round, in my opinion, and he's a top seven, I would say, player in this draft. But the reason he falls is because of need, because teams don't always want to take a center in the first round or don't need to take a center. So I think Tyrell Linderbaum is probably my biggest. Where, Where do you see him? If you had to tell us the highest you think he could go, where do you think it would be for Linderbaum? Um, I'm looking at teams' needs right now. Like Washington could take an interior alignment at eleven. Okay, yeah, I had I had them going. I had them going with Kyle Hamilton. Okay, yeah, they they could go safety. I had them taking a receiver. Um, because oh, Terry McLaurin's issues. Yeah, I, t- I had them going. Uh, Garrett Wilson. At, okay, Garrett yeah. Wilson went to the Falcons, I believe, in my mock draft. No, nope. yeah. Giants. He was the first wide receiver off the board. He was my second. I had Jameis. No, actually, he was my third wide receiver off the board, actually. I had uh, Jameson Williams at eight to Atlanta, and then I had Do you think Jameson Williams is going to fall because of that ACL? Yeah, no. Really? I think he's recovered really well, and I think he's the best receiver in this class. Okay. I'm confident in saying that he's the best receiver in this class. The biggest steal you think is Linderbaum. If you had to go 
with a sexier pick because you know offensive line is not sexy. Nope. Is there anybody else you, you think um, could could be a uh, steal-worthy? Um, Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver from Penn State, because I think he's going to go past 20, maybe 25. I mean, I think okay. he has the best hands in this class, and I think you just go on YouTube and watch Jahan Dotson because he's electric, play inside and outside, um, very good off the uh, – very good creating separation. He has a ton of intangibles. He could be a steal. And then, like, a corner, Roger McCreary from Auburn. A lot of people have him going in the second round. I wrote a profile for him for the built-in Buffalo, my first one, and I love, love Roger McCreary. He can play in both schemes but prefers a zone scheme. He's undersized, but he's super aggressive with his hands, and his ball skills are incredible. But most people have him going after the – after, like, Garner, Stingley, Booth, uh, Gordon, McDuffie, and Alam. So, like, that seventh corner, and I think he yep. could be an absolute steal. Some guy – and, like, the Bills somehow landed him at 57. If they didn't go corner in round one, I'm totally fine with Roger McCreary. McCreary ranked 59, according yeah. to Peter. Yeah, I think he's a steal. I think he should be higher. Last question before we get out of here from Daniel. Uh, how many players do you have? Do you think have actual first-round grades, Peter? I probably have more than probably 32 because I am I think I'm nice. I think I'm too nice. So you nice. think like 40? You think 40 is Yeah, I would number? say that. What did Bean say? What did he say? A 25? Did Bean say? I am unsure of that. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna add up all mine, but yeah, you don't you don't have to. So so approximately 40 to 50 will actually say Daniel. It's probably closer to 30 as I'm like going through okay. all my okay. thing. So yeah. thir- thir- 35, we'll we'll say. The quarterbacks hurt that. The quarterbacks hurt that. I think the quarterbacks, and I don't have a single first round grade on a running back, actually. Okay. I like another, this all, but not that. Another question, because the last question is never the last question. From Mike, what do you think of the Bills going after a depth Ooh. tight end in round four, like Rucker or Jelani Woods? They're not Jelani Woods won't be there in round four. I have a third round grade on him. People think he's going in the first round, second round. So I don't think really? I don't I have a third round grade on him. So I'm not as high as other people, but he shot up boards. Um Ruckett, I have a second round grade on him. But wow. I like Jeremy Ruckett. He could be an option. And Rucker, Rucker is 114th, and Woods is 106th, according yeah, to people PFF. like Woods. People shot up the board a lot. A guy like in the fourth round, uh, Greg Dulich from UCLA, Charlie Kohler, Cole Turner. Those are the type of guys you could get in probably the third or fourth round. I don't think you, I think Jeremy Ruckett could be there in the fourth round. I don't think Jelani Woods is there in the fourth round. Well, we're going on about an hour and a half. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. To watch the conflict of interest, this is Built in Buffalo. If you don't know us, get to know us. Shout out to my brother, A. Rich. Hope you're feeling better. Hope you're doing well. Uh, We'll talk later for sure. Peter, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Obviously, late notice. I I thank you for for your knowledge. I thank you for your your presence and for for keeping the show fun, keeping it lighthearted. I do want to tell you, when you come on the conflict of interest again, be ready to disagree with the real Dan Kelly and with Akeem Richens, because we will do disagreeing when the, when the season starts. Hey, I appreciate you having me on and I'm excited for the draft on Thursday and make sure you guys check out breaking tables on Thursday, seven 30. I believe the show starts. I'll be on for most of the draft. So that's where you're going to get the built in Buffalo draft coverage. Very exciting. And I want to mention to you guys as well, this is the first year in my football watching career that I'm able to watch every round and every pick based on my work schedule. So I'm going to sit in my chair and I am going to analyze the draft myself 
and I'm going to come out with my grades. Um, I don't know if I'm if I'm going to be on Billsology with a Rich on Saturday. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if we're doing a conflict of interest thing. I'll figure that out for you guys. But Saturday's show will be at least with Akeem Billsology. I believe he goes at 10 o'clock. It may change for the draft because people are going to be having spent three days watching football. Maybe give them a little break in between. Aaron says, go Bills. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Peter, thank you. I'm the real Dan Kelly. Follow me on Twitter. Peter, give them your social media so they can follow you as well. Yeah, follow me on Twitter, DBSC, uh Peter. Just my first, my last name and first name. Just switch them. And that is my Twitter. Okay. Thank you, everybody. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills.